Hello and welcome back. This is episode 55 of Xbox The All In One Podcast. It's our um, Game of the Year discussion. Should be very fun, should be very, very interesting. Um, we don't know what each other's games of the year are. Um, I don't actually know what games you have on your list at all, because uh, mine may be slightly more obvious. Uh, but I'm your host as always, Matthew. Joining me today is Robert. How are you doing uh, on the other side of the ocean? I'm doing good. Well, we're getting our first... Almost proper snowfall here in Indiana. It's a, it, we call it a dusting. I don't know if you've ever gone into a room that nobody went into a while, a while, and then there's a thick layer of dust on everything. That's kind of what we're getting now. Um, so that can lead into a proper snow, but for now, it's just, uh, it's just dusting us with uh, things like that. All right, cool. Uh, I just took the dog out in, um, it wasn't raining, but it was like the after effects of, of rain and stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that's been it's been okay. Um, I think my cold is going. I've been coughing less the last couple of days, and so uh, that's a that's a good sign. Because uh, you don't you don't want a cold when Christmas the week of Christmas runs around. So uh, that's yeah, that's like getting a cold during a vacation. Mm, yeah, it uh, makes it less of a vacation. Um, so but what we'll do is we'll go through some new stories that came out because we still need to discuss them, and then we'll go on to talk about our games of the year. So. Um, what news items do you have this week? Uh, hang on one second. <coughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, a lot of news. Well, not a lot of news, but some interesting news, rather. Are you familiar with the uh, uh, Crytek company? Roughly, I want to say. Uh, they made the Crytek engine. It was the uh, software program that pretty much crushed all computers in the mid-90s with the... Uh, Game Crisis. Uh, more recently, they made the game Rise: Son of Rome. Oh, okay. All right. Makes, makes, uh, yeah. Well, apparently they've been broke for a while, according to the Kotaku article that I'm referencing. Okay. Uh, nobody in the company has been paid for months. Uh, staff in Crytek's main office in Frankfurt, Germany, has not received checks in nearly three months, according to people that work there. Other stu- studios in Budapest and Sofia also reporting missing payments. Uh, these are things that are unofficial but essentially confirmed as they've been posted all over social media, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, even Imager, which I completely forgot about, <laughs> has been getting right. complaints about staff not getting paid. Okay. Uh, this goes all the way back to June is when the paychecks kind of stopped coming in. Uh, officially, the company just says that they are seeking outside investment. Um, a lot of staff have jumped ship, pun completely intent- intended, uh, to uh, Cloud Imperium, which is still sucking up money and pretending to make Star Citizen. Okay. It, it's a bit odd how 
what did you say? They gone three months without payments? Several months, actually. Um, you... If you go back to June, that okay. I mean, that's almost six months. Hmm. It's odd that it wasn't wouldn't have been unless it was reported after the first month, but it's just been dragging on. Maybe that's kind of what it. Maybe do you get what I mean? Like it would be odd that it wouldn't be reported after the first one month. Yeah, well, it's one of those things that when you work in that industry, that is a very insular, almost incestuous level of uh, interconnectivity. To where if you badmouth a company for whatever reason. You get labeled and nobody will hire you again. It's not like, you know, you can go to another country or you can go to another city or a state and work somewhere else. Uh, that kind of follows you. Um, a lot of, now, that kind of gets into a weird grayish legal area because a lot of states have laws for the companies that do hiring and do background checks from the companies that no longer employ people on what they can and cannot say as to their reason for leaving. So if you just leave and don't say why, you're usually pretty good. But if you, you know, put on your Facebook page, "OMG, this place sucks. Haven't been paid in a month," uh, that's very easily findable, and yeah. nobody wants yeah. to hire drama. Yeah. Uh, now this isn't actually the first time they've had this issue. Back in uh, 2014, they ran into some serious money problems after canceling several of their ongoing games, including a. Uh, rumored but not officially announced sequel to Rise. Um, they did stave off a little bit with uh, securing a deal with Deep Silver to start a new studio, uh, studio rather, and then they finished off uh, Homefront: The Revolution. But that didn't stop uh, Crytek's US office from shutting down. No, uh, so this said is one that game wasn't particularly enjoyable. Uh, the um, Homefront game. Yeah, I mean, it was a good idea, but like I've said several times in the past, I'm not a big uh, online runny-gunny shooter kind of a game. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I have no problem with people enjoying those games. You know, I never yuck somebody else's yum, as the saying goes, but it's just not my flavor. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where that goes from here. Definitely, yeah. Um, I hope that the staff are okay and everything. So, um... Yeah, hope they find some some other jobs. Yep, hopefully. I mean, it's it sucks losing your job. It sucks ass losing your job at Christmas. So. Yeah. Um. So what are, what other news stories did you have? Oh, we have an official date and time for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, now I I know I sent. Yeah, the official date and time okay. for the conference. Now I know I sent you the link. Um, did you get a chance to see the uh, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, I'm sorry, not Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon uh, talk show where they had a bunch of Nintendo people on there, Reggie was on there, and they did show their first hands-on with the Switch? Okay, no, I didn't see that. I'll have to, is it on like, YouTube, maybe, or something? It's on YouTube, it's on uh, Hulu, I'm sure, pretty sure that that's not a region lock thing. Um, but it, it is what we kind of suspected it is, it's going after the tablet market. It looks like, at least for now, they're not going after the uh, sit-down-in-front-of-a-TV console market. Uh, it's about hand-sized with the controllers, so just take your hands and hold out in front, and then have them about 8 inches apart. That's about how big the screen's going to be. Uh, but as for the conference, uh, the online event will kick off January 12th. At uh, 8 p.m. Pacific time, which is 11 Eastern p.m. Eastern, which is going to be uh, 4 a.m. 4 a.m. your time. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the I'll watch it in the morning, yeah the sorry. 
Yeah, the reason why they're doing that is because that links up to Japan time, which is actually a day ahead. So that's going to be uh, 1 p.m. local time, Japan, on the 13th. Uh, but it's going to have, you know, the official time, which is really, really late. But I guess they're they're really just banging on uh, the uh, Japan market and just kind of do what they do and try to get the company back on track. Hmm. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, look, I'll look forward to that. I mean, I'm very, very interested in the Switch and what it's what it's trying to do. So, I uh, hope it's a good price point. I hope it does really well. I hope it gets the games it needs. And uh, hopefully it's a, a decent price and stuff. So Yeah, I mean, as long as the price is good and the games are there, this should be a crushing home run for Nintendo. Because I love the idea. I love the... They try to do that with the Vita. But uh, the games were just never there. No, um, my only a a lack of games on the on the Vita. Yeah, honestly, what killed the Vita is what Sony always does: is they always have bitch and tech, but they just make it proprietary. And they've been doing that long before I was born. They did that with the Betamax. I don't know if you remember the Mini Disc, but I was really big on the Mini Disc. Um, this is back in the mid '90s when uh, CDs were just you know a thing on top of your dashboard that kind of played on your car stereo but didn't. Yeah. They came out with a mini disc which was like a compact rewritable disc, you know, before burned CDs or iPods or anything like that and it was just bitchin' tech. I mean, it had no skip whatsoever. I mean, you could take it and just shake it like it was on a uh, paint mixer and it wouldn't play, it wouldn't skip any audio. It was completely rewritable. But they made it proprietary. They never made in-car dashes. They never made uh, PC adapters or PC decks to put in a computer. And it just kind of went by the wayside. And the same is true with the Vita. I mean, you've got all these third-party options for data storage. Really, really affordable. This just popped up on my Amazon feed a couple hours ago. 256 gigabyte smart disk card. For like cameras and camcorders and things like that, it was on sale for eighty bucks. But Sony wants you to pay one hundred and fifty for an eight gig memory stick that's completely proprietary and can only be used on the Vita. Yeah, yeah, it, and it, it was uh, a mistake not to have like micro SDs mm-hmm. with, uh, with the Vita. Uh, it it confused everyone as well at PSX when they when that guy was holding the Vita. Everyone was like, "What's going on?" And then he's like, "You know this thing? We're bringing out like two more games for it." I was like, "Cool." Yeah, but yeah, um, and I really, really wish Sony would pull their head out of their ass and just stop doing that. But I got yeah. a feeling they're just not. Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know. They, may, they should just focus on like VR and their own games, like for PS4 and stuff. Continuing to to make them good. Uh, so yeah. What, what what else did you have? Well, it's a big win for audio files. Uh, Xbox One is started testing in their preview program uh, more options for people that have like really kick-ass state-of-the-art sound systems. Uh, they announced that they're updating uh, in the update that they're adding support for Dolby Atmos, which is um, a kind of a bitstream pass-through service that they kind of promised back in October. Uh, basically, it's taking the audio part of the game and cranking it up to eleven. Um, I mean, this isn't going to affect a whole lot of people, but it's one of those things that if you do have that and you do care that much about uh, sound, 
then uh, it's going to be one of those things that you're just going to kick ass and love. Okay. I got a uh, rare achievement the other day. I can't remember if I mentioned it on this podcast or not, but it was for watching 10 hours of game videos on Twitch. Uh-huh. One of those zero te- achievements? Yeah. Uh, so that, that was interesting. I could barely hear the, the new sound for it, though, because the Twitch stream was a little loud. Like, I like literally just flicked it on, and it must have had, like, 10 seconds left of progress to make, because I watched it for about 10 seconds, and then the achievement came up. Um, so I haven't really still heard it. Um, it comes up kind of quickly, so yeah, it was still cool. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I've been getting a lot of rare achievements in Skyrim Special Edition. Um, I think it's just because everybody that bought it is just replaying it and just faffing about and not really uh, doing achievements. Um, yeah. Doing achievement runs. Mm. Okay. Cool. Uh, did you have anything else? Uh, yeah, one more thing. Okay. Uh, they just announced that a new app is available for download on the Xbox R, and the only reason why I bring it up is probably the most random-ass, out-of-left-field app that you would ever expect to be on the Xbox One uh, game system. Uh, Dropbox is now available. Um, okay. This is part of their uh, interconnectivity with uh, PC and Xbox, and granted... You know, they've been moving more and more that the Xbox One is just going to be a Windows 10 computer dedicated to gaming. Uh, The benefit of that is that you can upload really, really large video files to your Dropbox account and then stream them over your Xbox One. Or you could uh, do an easier way to do photos. uh, So you can upload a ton of photos to your Dropbox and then... uh, uh, stream them over your uh, Xbox One, which is kind of cool. It's mm, nice. Yeah. Um, so I'll maybe I'll maybe look into that. I don't know if I, yeah, that was something I'd use, but I'll uh, I'll look into it. Um. Yeah. So should we move on to uh, my news? Yeah. Go ahead. Cool. All right. Um. So I think we we mentioned last week or maybe the week before that Telltale's uh, The Walking Dead season three, A New Frontier, is launching on December twentieth. Which they said at the Game Awards is a um, like a double premiere episode. He said there's going to be two. I don't know if that's episodes one and two, uh, but he said it would basically be like a longer episode. Um, but a launch trailer was released on Sunday night, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you did you see it? I did eventually see it online. I didn't see it live. Okay, cool. Uh, it, it looks like it's going to be an interesting uh, season. A lot of people debating what they're going to do regarding different people's decisions at the end of season two and a lot of people like where's kenny and all this other stuff but all the footage that we have seen so far doesn't indicate the start of the game they could maybe just be showing us scenes that kenny or the other characters that you could have gone or not gone with are just not in those scenes that they've shown that's entirely possible um or maybe in a scene in the game where those characters have made it through but then they've died in the season three like from the cho- another choice that you made, because we don't know where exactly these scenes take place. Uh, so yeah, maybe they're just showing us scenes that don't involve those characters. Um, it is getting people kind of confused as to like where they are and stuff. Um, but do you agree that like they're just not showing those scenes with those characters? Yeah, I imagine something like that. You got to keep that pretty close to the vest. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be releasing on December 20th, and uh, there's a cool little new character in the trailer. I won't say who he is, you'll have to go and watch the trailer. 
Um, but yeah, the character just got me intrigued as to licenses and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that should be pretty interesting. Um, Ukulele, which is that um, third-person platformer type game, is going to be releasing on April 12th, and the Wii U version is cancelled, unfortunately, uh, for those that own Wii U's. Because uh, they're going to be probably making a version for the Switch, I imagine, because it'll be out what, a month after, because the Switch is out in March. So um, about a month after the Switch comes out. Uh, what, what do you think of this game so far? I can't wait. I mean, I love the first two games. I never did get around to playing the Michonne game, but uh, it's probably my favorite Telltale game. Mm. Okay. What, what do you think of the uh, ukulele stuff? Eh, it's all right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I tried to play like Banjo Kazooie and stuff, and it just didn't didn't quite click. I looked at it as one of those games I'll I'll go back to and try again eventually because I can understand why people love them. But it just like when games look a bit old like that, it does tend to put me off, which is why I also haven't continued through Mass Effect. Um, I think that's an understandable reason. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go back to those and play them eventually. Uh, so yeah, April 11th, that's going to be uh, launching. Apparently you can already pre-order it, so um, go and check your digital stores or your uh, or Amazon or something. Um, and uh, pre-order it if you want to. I think they said it would be £32 and then like $38 or something. So it's a little higher than I expected. I thought it would be like Unravel or um, Inside kind of price of like £12. But uh, yeah, maybe it's like a little bit of a longer game and stuff. Um, well, that's what the, that's what those games tend to be. They tend to be about twenty five US. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Uh, so that's going to be releasing on April eleventh, which is just before my birthday. So that's nice. Um, should we get to our game of the years, which will be an interesting discussion? Yeah. Um, since I have kind go of ahead. no idea what yours are, I'll let you do your top five first. Uh, so just go from okay. five to one, um, and then talk about them and stuff like that. Well, that's kind of the weird thing with me, is I really don't have a game of the year. Okay. Uh, there's been a lot of games that I've played that I've played through, um, but there hasn't really been that one or even five, you know, just absolute smashing, this is freaking awesome okay. kind of a game. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the games that I did play through uh, that I spent a lot of time in and then just go from there. Okay. All right. Uh, the first one is The Division, which I know sounds kind of weird considering how much time I've spent bashing that game. Hmm. Um, I think my thing is is that I really, really wanted that to be a really good game, and I was always really bummed that it wasn't. Hmm. And the biggest problem with that game is that once it's designed to be kind of an online multiplayer, you know, third-person looter shooter, but once you get past the story, which was actually kind of enjoyable... And then get past all the single-player stuff, which was very involved for an online game. Mm -hmm. uh, there wasn't really that much to do, and I never really had that much luck doing all the end stuff. And so it just kind of fell by the wayside. Wow. Um, and then they always, for whatever reason, decided to never really give you a reason to get back into it. Which is kind of a shame, because they just recently released the uh, second expansion called Survival. And it's essentially a completely different game. Okay. Uh, what it is, is you start in the same area. An update, or is it a, like DLC? It's a DLC, and it's a full... It's not a wipe or a reset, but it's basically just kind of like an alt character. Yeah. 
uh, to where you start. It's the same map, but the whole goal is to survive. So they crank the temperature down really, really low, and you have to stay by heat sources in order to survive, and you basically just have to get from point A to point B. But you're constantly backtracking, not for loot or stuff, but just because you can't go past a certain point without crafting better items and better clothes to stay warmer to go further. Yeah. And so they kind of turned it into a pseudo-survival game. And there's two parts. There's player versus environment and player versus player. And it's one of those things that if they just released it as a standalone, I would absolutely pay $10 and buy it and play it. Um, But you have to have the game, and then you have to have the season pass to get it. And yeah. I'm not I'm not dropping fifty bucks to play that. I dropped ten in a heartbeat to do it, but not fifty. And it's just one of those things that they just are not giving me a reason to want to go back and play that game. Yeah, me too. It's one of them games that is kind of in my backlog and I'm like I'll get to it one day once I finish all the other games I'm playing, but Yep. That motivation is getting less and less and I'm like yeah, that, that game got off to a really good start, and people did really, really like it, but... Uh, oh, I enjoyed it, it, the... There's nothing, like, wrong with the game. I just found that people just maybe finished the campaign and stuff and just got bored and dropped off. That's kind of what it sounded like happened. Yeah, it... Because it, everybody you get... like, this is going to be the new Destiny and stuff, and there's going to be loads mm-hmm. of stuff to do. Um, but it just yeah, didn't once you work get... out that way. Yeah, once you get past the first person... Uh, not the first person, the uh, first player, single-player stuff... Which there is a lot to do, and it is really interesting. It just becomes way too repetitive and way too MMO grindy um, for very, very, very minimal, minuscule differences. Hmm. Um, It it was good. There's nothing wrong with it. Nope. It was just fine. So it's whatever games were there. Uh, The next is, I'm considering it its own separate game because there was so much of it but i'm counting all the fallout 4 dlc okay now obviously fallout 4 came out in 2015 but it was towards the end of the year uh but you had a ton of dlc you had three crafting dlcs and then two story dlcs with uh, far harbor and uh, nuka world okay um i put a ton uh, i probably put over 200 hours in fallout 4 uh but it's just the dlc the crafty stuff was good for the people that liked doing that, and it was always fun, you know, getting new stuff to do. But it just kind of lost its fun. And I don't mean fun in playing the game, because I still have fun in playing the game. It lost its fun in the heart and the story, because that sense of wackiness and irreverence that you got from the previous Fallout games just wasn't there. I mean, I've talked about this a lot, but the game just gets way too murdery. For my taste, for what I think should be a Fallout game, okay. and that's not even bagging on the quality because you know the production is top notch. Um, I mean, there are bugs. I mean, there's always going to be bugs, but there was never a game breaking bug or a game glitching bug or anything that really screwed over the game. Uh, it's just one of those things that it just wasn't. It's like when you have a really good dinner, but it's just like one thing short of being awesome. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was that, and it's unfortunate that it was that, because I love the franchise, and if they do, if and when they do another Fallout game, I'll be right there pre-ordering the hell out of it and waiting for the next game, but it's such a bummer that it got to that point. Hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of, it's one of them games, again, that I would like to do the DLC, and maybe I'll, I'll do it one day, um, but yeah, it, it was a very enjoyable game, it was one of the games that I spent several hours in as well. 
bit. It was pretty good. A lot of yeah, it's... The Witcher, like, puts it to shame, which it does graphically-wise, but... They're different games in a in a respect. Like, yeah, you're comparing apples kind of to these, oranges. Yeah, they're they're both kind of these open world story games, but they are they are different. Because uh, of course, Witcher has like all kinds of different ghouls and monsters. And it's like a different world, basically. But it's the same, yeah, yeah. Um, but Witcher doesn't feel the same in like the crafting and all that sort of all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. Probably my game of the my disappointment game of the year, which is the next one I got on my list, is Quantum Break. Did you ever get a chance to play that game? I definitely did. Yes. Um, yeah. If I mean, I listen. You're curious on what I thought on it more. There is a review on the website, so uh, you can go and check that out. Um, yeah, I mean, I yeah, love the ambition so of it. So. Yeah. yeah, I love the ambition of the game of having a full half-hour episode dedicated. Basically, a TV episode dedicated to your choices and what they went from there. I just the gameplay itself was just so banal and never really felt connected to what you're doing, especially with the shooting part of it. And then once you get that one power to where you can time blitz, run up to somebody, and one button take them down, that's what I just wound up doing. And it just got so boring, I quit. I think I got halfway through it, and I was just like, I'm not having any fun with this, and I'm just gonna stop. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I quite liked it actually. I thought that it was, I thought it was really well done. The, the shooting can could get a little bit um, fiddly, but I I just enjoyed having like a third person cover based shooter game with, with the addition of powers with, with with me playing things like Uncharted and um, Tomb Raider. I absolutely love them kind of games. Um, and well, yeah, so that's the, the weird thing is uh, I had all these powers and I never felt powerful. I mean, I never felt like it was, I am the master of everything. I'm just like, it was no different than any other third-person cover shooter where I didn't have powers. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can see what you mean, but, uh, yeah. Alright. What, um, what other games did you have? Well, the last game I have on my list, and if I had to pick a game of the year, this one would probably be it, would be uh, Forza Horizon 3, which I love the hell out of that oh, game. Cool. Uh, it's totally enjoyable. I mean, I'm a big racing fan growing up in Indiana. You've got the Indianapolis 500, which just celebrated its 100th race earlier in May. Okay. Um, so that's over 100 years of racing history, which, you know, for a country that's barely 250 years old, that's a lot. Mm. You know, it's not like where you are. You're like, oh, this university is from the 1400s, and oh, this uh, university is from the 1600s. You know, we're still a baby as a as a nation, as a country, as everything. And, you know, when you've got something that's been around for almost a third of your existence, it's pretty significant. So, um, it, was, and it, it being an open world versus the um, Forza Motorsports 6, which came out recently, mm-hmm. um, earlier last year. Yeah. It being just a straight-up go-to-this-race, race, go-to-this-race, race, go-to-this-race, go race, race. But having that open world, just kind of traveling around, cruising around, seeing everything was always a lot of fun. I do need to get back into it, but I'm still having way too much fun playing uh, Skyrim. And I'm not counting yeah. that as a game of the year because it is just an HD remake of a game that's, you know, four or five years old. Okay. Um, so I disqualify it. I, yeah. And it's a good game. There's nothing wrong with it, but is I disqualify it as a game of the year just on that thing because it had already been out for so long. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I did like the Forza demo a lot, and if you want my thoughts on that, there's a first impressions video I did, which is First impressions is basically where I play a game for 20-30 minutes and 
talk about it and give my thoughts as I'm playing. Um, so you can go and check that out as well. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I, I liked it a lot and it was really cool. It's just like, you know, I, I race in, I use cars in other games, which scratches that itch enough that I don't feel I have to buy a separate racing game. Do you get what I mean? Oh, so absolutely. That, so that I can specifically play a game for racing because it's in like, Sleeping Dog, which I've been playing, it's in various other different games. Um, so I kind of get that scratch, scratched, um, that itch scratched elsewhere. Um, so yeah, nothing to take away from Forza Horizon 3, it's an amazing game. But um, yeah, that's just my uh, my thoughts. Uh, so that was all yours, you said? Um, yep, that's all that I've got. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'll just go from 5 to 1, because I um, picked... Five games, of course. Uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst is number five. Some people were really torn on it, and some people were like, should I play this? Uh, is it worth getting? Um, it didn't quite have that magic of the first one, and I don't think... I didn't expect it to before I even played it, and I didn't ex I didn't think it will. Uh, but it was good to just get back into Mirror's Edge itself, and to just run about in those kind of crazy situations, and to have... Uh, I won't spoil the game, but we're like with the big finale where you're basically climbing this massive building. Um, it was pretty pretty enthralling, especially uh, when you get to a certain height and you like look down. Uh, it, it was just it was pretty cool, and you have parts in the game where you're like sliding down something really big, and you can like see all the world in front of you, and uh, you know you jump off at the end to reach the next ledge, and uh, it's that kind of that way of a spectacle uh, to like see these big worlds and know that you can just kind of run about and climb and uh, they introduced time trials as well which was really cool it gave you good uh, a good sense of um to, to do something else in there rather than just go to missions you know you'd i'd make my way to missions and then i would like stumble across the time trial i thought like i'll i'll, I'll spend five ten minutes trying to do this because they would often be like a minute and a half two minutes you know to try and uh to try and get in with it with the challenge there um and it like it was also it was always interesting with your with your first run with a new time trial because it was you you'd never beat it in your first run because you wouldn't know necessarily where you're going, and it would be like take two or three goes to learn this track and then take like four or five to have have an actual go and then you have like a couple more goes to actually try and beat the score so yeah I found that quite interesting quite entertaining um, and it would always be like if you mess up for a second you'd have to like basically start again or, you, or you'd know that you'd be falling behind so yeah that, that was a great experience um the story was good it was fine i never expected the story to be better than what it was it was just good to like i said good to get back into mirror's edge and uh run, run about and stuff it, it was uh, pretty cool and they did uh a new kind of combat system in the game which was a little fiddly at times but it was still pretty fun um and this time you're like because in the first mirror's edge your device is like if you have a group of people take them on one at a time but this is like essentially you have a group of them you can like knock them into each other or you can dodge one and then hit the other it was it was pretty cool um my fourth uh on this list uh is actually quantum break so the game that you said that you didn't like this year, which is interesting you know we, we can disagree on stuff and we go into from time to time um, I like the the addition of the episodes are pretty much like high quality extended cutscenes because you had like small cutscenes in the game but then you had like you'd break away and play these episodes uh yeah that, that, did you stream them or did you download them the, uh, the episodes 
I had to stream them because of my crappy internet. There's no way in hell I would ever be able to download them. Mm. I, I and them because I, I, just did, I, I think I did anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like the. I just like stepping into a third-person cover-based shooter. They're always fun, and I enjoy my time with them. And then like the additional powers and so like do some flashlight stuff it was really cool as well. Um, and yeah, I just felt like this turned out really well. It was, it was really enjoyable. Uh, number three on this list is going to be Uncharted uh, 4. I've actually accidentally written down Uncharted 3, but of course I mean Uncharted 4. Uh, just a game with a really high production value and just uh, incredible voice acting from all, all the actors involved. Um, the end to quite an extraordinary uh, trilogy, and then of course a game afterwards. Um, yeah, and the the epilogue is is really nice as well. It kind of nicely potentially sets things up and closes things at the same time. Uh, of course, I won't spoil what happens in the epilogue, um, but it, it's pretty big and yeah, another third person action kind of shooter game. Um, I thought we would have had Tomb Raider on this list, but of course it came up last week. Which, I well, I only uh, yeah. put games on my list that I actually played, so okay. I never got around to playing Tomb Raider. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, if, if that had come out this year, that would probably made it onto this list in in some way, shape, or form. But yeah, Uncharted 4 was amazing. I Every time I see a gameplay clip of it, I'm just reminded of how good that game is, and yeah, just enjoyed it so much. Uh, number two is going to be Overwatch, a game I have spent, I think, 30, 40, maybe 50 hours in. I haven't put as much time as I'd like to put in and of course it's still an ongoing game that I'm playing um, it's not like, it's not like a kind of Skyrim or Witcher where you can finish it or you can go back in and do more stuff it's a game you just jump into whenever you whenever you feel like it and you level up um, I've had uh, incredible games in that where I've communicated with five other people and they've chosen their own special characters that they're specifically good at and then we'd have our own roles and then, you know, we'd communicate with the healer and all that kind of stuff. And that's incredible when you play a game like that. And you're just... It's different in a way of GTA. Because GTA is like... Although you have, like, somebody maybe in a boat. Somebody in a helicopter. Somebody on foot. Somebody in a sniping position. Somebody in a car. They're all each doing their own things. Overwatch is a bit different where, like... You're actually ha doing different things of, like, different roles. Like, one of you's maybe the healer. One of you's a tank. One of you's... Reinhardt with the shield, one of you is uh, Genji, or like deflecting stuff, so it, it was really, it's been really awesome, um, and I'm going to continue to enjoy my time in it, and I hope that they they stick around in terms of updates and all that sort of stuff. It's a game I can't see going away anytime soon, I mean, I've seen some of the amount of uh, cosplay, and there's a lot of a lot of people that play this game, uh, and of course it won Game of the Year at the uh, Game of the Year Awards, so it's uh, it's going in the right direction. Um, and number one, if you hadn't guessed it, is Inside. Um, an in incredible game full of mystery and just sort of that, well, when something like this has mystery in it, and I think I've spoken about this several times, but something like a Lost where things happen and you're like, why the hell did this happen and what the hell is going on, and you figure it out later or more in the case of Inside, where you don't get the answers, but it's more in it left up to interpretation. Um, whereas, like, with Lost, it was more of, you know, you didn't get all the answers you wanted and stuff, but they tried to they tried to explain something. Or any at all. Yeah. Um, but, 
Yeah, they, they explained some things and then they left some things open, but of course that's to interpretation. Uh, but yeah, loved the gameplay. The animations were solid. The deaths were um, not traumatizing, but like creepy in, in the appropriate way for the game. Um, I think I used a word in my review of Inside, which you can also check out, which is it's like beautifully bleak, where it's the game is beautiful in of itself, but it's having some bleak things that are happening in it, like these guys that are chasing you, wondering why, and, and of course you get kind of an answer at the end. There's still some things left open to interpretation, like, um, I won't spoil it, but one of the enemies you come across in particular, you're like, what the hell is this thing? And like, you have to kind of try and work that out as well as you're going through, and uh, yeah, it was just incredible. And I had high expectations for it, or, and then they kind of, I kind of, like, as I started to see it, I was, like, lowering my expectations a bit more, but it met my expectations and then kind of exceeded them in certain points, so, yeah, just an incredible game. Did, did you get around to playing it, or have you, have you still not? I've, I have not yet. I need to. I really, really need to, because I enjoyed the hell out of Limbo. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those things that, it's like, you know, it's like health food. You always say you're going to buy it, and then you just never do and get the cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, but yeah, it, it's like Limbo, but I don't want to say it's a better game. It's just a modernized version. Like, you've got more, some more color and stuff. You've got not necessarily as flat a 2D world. Like, you can still see some things popping out and stuff. But uh, yeah, it is a bit like a Limbo 2.0, but not in a way of it's a better game than Limbo, because it's not necessarily, they're essentially the same, not the same game, but like, the same type of game, but this is more of a, if, you, you just get what I mean? Like, it's more of a mm -hmm. modernized version, so, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Some point in me wished it, uh, wished it was longer, but it's just a nice, tightly knit experience, uh, and you can go back and get the secret ending and stuff, and get the achievements, and there's also something on the website that will help you with that, so you can, yeah, search for the, search for our Quantum Break review, our, um, Inside review, and our, uh, Inside secret ending, and also my Forza Horizon 3 first impressions, so that's some, some stuff for you to check out. Um... But yeah, it's been a really good game for a really good year for games. I felt like last year was better, but you had some massive names last year, like things like Fallout and Witcher and um, things like what's it game called Metal Gear Solid, mm -hmm. Batman. You didn't quite have that pedigree this year, but those are kind of games that you can't expect every year. That's things that are going to pop around once every few years. Um, yeah, in 2017, we've already got the next. Uh, Telltale Walking Dead, we've got yeah. Andromeda that's coming out, Red Redemption. and that's just what's announced. Yeah, um, there's also, is there like Cuphead next year, there's Ukulele, there's, mm -hmm. uh, hopefully Sea of Thieves, I imagine that'll be out next year, you've got like Crackdown, you've got hopefully some cool PlayStation exclusives, maybe things like Spider-Man and that, I'm not sure on fully on release dates of those. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Spider-Man Homecoming will be out by summer because the movie is coming out by mm. summer. Which, uh, speaking of which, have you seen that trailer for I their did, first? It was pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of people are complaining about Iron Man's time in it, but I don't think he'll be in it as much as people think. I think you'll more you'll more see like messages from him and stuff, and then when Spider-Man needs him, you'll probably see him stepping in some more. So. It doesn't feel like this game's going to be a movie tie-in, but it feels like it's going to be 
advertised in the same way of like go and see the movie and play the game or all the other way around. Yeah, um, I just hope that with the game they treat it kind of like they treated the the Spider-Man Two game for the PS2 and 360, where they treated the web slinging is just like kind of an extreme action sport, and you just slung around. Hopefully, they won't do any of that. You know, uh, good guy, dark. You know, good guy, bad guy, light, dark, morality. BS that they tend to do with games and just have fun swinging around. Yeah. God knows yeah. if I had the ability, you know, if I had, you know, spider powers and I could swing around buildings, I'd be swinging the hell out of buildings because that's <laughs> fun as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I probably would as well if the buildings were a little bit higher around here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, he is in New York, so those are, you know, 200, you know, 300 foot yeah, buildings. It's more, it's more realistic than swinging around coin. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. And uh, is there any specific game you're looking forward to next year? If you could just pick one, Andromeda. I mean, Andromeda. I'm a huge yeah. Ma- Mass Effect is what made me decide between the PlayStation brand and the Xbox brand. I mean, I had I didn't go with the PS2. I actually had the uh, Sega Dreamcast, and there were some really really good games on the Sega Dreamcast. Mm. Uh, Power Stone, Soul Calibur was a great game. Yeah. Uh, just tons and tons of good games on the Dreamcast, and then you know, unfortunately, that went by the wayside, and Sega went by the wayside. Uh, and then I hadn't didn't have any console games for a while, and I was looking at the original Xbox, and it was I had had that, and it was okay. Um, I and then I'm looking at you know, do I get a PS3 or do I get a 360? And then I saw Mass Effect, and I was just like sold. Because I was 50-50 on jumping the ship between Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah. And there really wasn't that equivalent a game on the PlayStation. And I've already said before, I was never comfortable with the PlayStation controllers. Even the modern ones on the PS4. I'm still afraid that if I sneeze too hard, I'm going to snap it in half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I could pick out one next year, um, it's difficult. I, I would go with... I don't, I'd have to like look at again at like the list of games. Uh, I'm really looking forward to The Walking Dead, but that's technically, that's, uh, 20, technically 2016, but also 2017. Um, yeah, I've been waiting for like, we've been waiting for like, what two years? Since 2014, I think. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. Um, and of course, the rest of Batman, which will be out this year. Uh, there'll be like Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. Um, of course, Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, Death Stranding definitely won't be next year. It'll be like 2018, 19. Uh, Last mm-hmm. won't be next year. Um, there's probably there's a lot of unannounced games as well, like uh, E3 and stuff. Well, there's an announced game, but I'm really kind of as much as I want it to be good. I got a bad feeling that it's not going to be. Uh, they a couple, and I didn't bring it up because it was kind of relevant because they announced uh, Mech Warrior Five, and I'm a big Mech Warrior fan, but they the announcement said 2018. And it's the same company that made MechWarrior Online, which is a free-to-play game on the Steam Store. And they just don't get the franchise. And nothing Mm. frustrates me more than somebody that has the franchise that makes a quality game in terms of mechanics and graphics and stability, but just doesn't get the franchise. Because MechWarrior... The problem that I always had with MechWarrior Online is they treated the game as kind of a Twitch shooter. And, you know, you're in a 200-ton lumbering, you know, smoldering tank of death that happens to walk. That is not a Twitch shooter game. 
uh, go on YouTube and search for Rageaholic, who is a YouTuber that I follow. Okay. Um, he's kind of a metalhead um, in in the good way, and he's a big nerd like I am. And he has a good ten minute rant on this, and it's I watched it. And I was like, yes, yes, agree, agree, yes. So just go watch that video, and you'll understand where I'm coming from with why I'm annoyed but happy that they're still making the game, but it's not going to be great. Okay. Alright. Um, but yeah, like, Overwatch is still going to be around next year. I know that won't count, but, um... Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see what, what next year holds as well. Um, but yeah, that's it for this week's podcast. Nisha, anything else you want to say? No, I'm good. Uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to, to everyone. Uh, this will be our last podcast of the year. Um, for, for the Xbox, we still got um, two more DC podcasts, one more TV podcast, which we'll be discussing our favorite TV shows of the year. Um, and of course, Walking Dead will be recorded tomorrow, but uploaded Thursday, um, and that will be for the mid-season finale. Um, so that's what we have to look forward to for the rest of Entertainment Talks of the Year, and then of course we'll be back in January to discuss the early goings of the year. Um, so thanks everybody for listening if this is the only podcast you listen to on the website uh, have a nice Christmas enjoy yourself um, play lots of games because you'll have time off work hopefully um, but yeah thanks everybody for listening this year if you have done uh, and we shall see you next year for some, some more some more gaming uh, Yeah, if you'd like to check out everything else on the website it's entertainmenttalk.org if you'd like to follow us on twitter you can do so at etalkuk if you have any inquiries, any feedback, you can send them to entertainmenttalkahotmail.com. Um, so yeah, that's it from us for for this year. We will have a new name when we come back next year. Not Entertainment Talk, but um, the Xbox Podcast. Because, of course, we've we discussed this a few, a few times before. But we're going to be covering like Nintendo and PlayStation as, as well as Xbox. So uh, look forward to that as well. We'll have a, a new name next year. So thanks everybody for listening. And we shall see you in the new year. Goodbye. Goodbye.